Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Lutz, joined today by the one and only Joe Maris. Before we get into today's game, Cubs lost. We already know that. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right. Yeah. First game <laughs> of the series against the Royals. It's not like they're playing a good team or anything, you know? It's just it's uh, Cubs versus Royals on a Friday afternoon, so. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. The way that, like, just the way you're like, I'm all right. <laughs> just like that kind of embodies what it is right now to be right. a Cubs fan. That's why. That's right. why I got a good giggle out of it. I got. I got a Red Sox fan friend, and you know, I've been bugging him about the the way the Red Sox have been playing, and he'll send in the NL Central standings. I'm like, what does that do it to me anymore? Like, it's you not. Like, it doesn't do the same that it would have last year or the two years ago. Like, it's just not the yeah. same. You're like, I'm already hurt. You can't right. hurt me anymore. I'm right. already numb. It doesn't matter when I'm already done. The only like, thing I see are the good things at this point. Yeah, right? And that's we're, – we're here to talk a little bit about those good things. But before we get to the good things, unfortunately, uh, we do have to address, uh, I guess, a little bad, and that's today's game uh, because the Cubs did lose to the Royals 6-2. Uh, to two. Uh, Sal Perez had two home runs today. For the Royals, uh, their backup catcher, actually Gallagher, came into the game too and hit one off of uh, Jewel in the ninth inning then – or in the eighth inning, I think. One yeah, of the two innings. top um, of the ninth. Yeah, Ben Attendee had one today, too. So um, if you're like me and have Ben Attendee on your fantasy team, it was a good day. Um, but that that's literally about all that bought us today. And Patty Weiss, uh, he goes deep today. Obviously, Ian Happ gets an RBI today on his little single, uh, you know, little base running blunder, kind of screwed the Cubs out of an extra run there. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Unfortunately, though, Joe, while we're talking about today's game, I mean, let's be honest, the, the most notable thing is Davies, and we'll get to Davies in a second. But – the streak is over for Frank Swindell, and I'm yeah. a little upset. I'm a little and, upset. Yeah. And Matt Duffy had a 10-gamer hit streak going, too, and that ended. Yeah. It, it just sucked. Ortega mm-hmm. was 0 for 4. Legend of Raphael, yeah. 0 for 4. Like, Swindell was 0 for 4. Duffy wasn't great today. Like, there wasn't a whole lot to get excited about besides no, Patrick Wisdom literally nuking a ball on the wavelength. Oh, yeah. Other than that, it's about all the Cubs had going today. Um, but first, Joe, I want to get your thoughts on the Davies start because you and I have talked a little bit before we jumped on. Not a good day for Davies. Uh, his final line on the day is as follows. He did go six. I think that's at least worth mentioning. He actually made it through mm-hmm. six innings. Uh, but five hits, four runs, all earned. Uh, only one walk, five Ks. But, uh, again, really all the damage coming off of Davies was the long ball. I mean, he really didn't give up a ton of hits today. He really didn't look all that terrible. It's just when he got hit, he got hit hard, and he got hit yeah. home runs. Yeah, I really didn't think he was that bad, to be honest. Obviously, solo home runs or just home runs in general just kill you, especially if you give up four of them. But mm-hmm. you know, he he was moving like walk when he when he's been able to keep his walks low, he's actually done pretty well. And I didn't think he was too bad today. Just unfortunately, gave up four home runs. You know, they they mentioned on the broadcast that today is just one of those days at Wrigley, so. Yeah. You got to do your best to keep it out of the air, and he just couldn't do it today. But overall, you know, he's definitely had way worse. Oh, 100%. I agree with you. I really don't think he was all that awful. I mean, when you look at the stat line, sure, people will be like, wow, that's not good. And then, But you look at it, and it's like, well, it's four home runs. It's like literally that's all the the really hard contact he had. He only gave up one mm-hmm. other hit than those four home runs today. So, um, obviously, four home runs is, like you said, still not good, but – all things considered, it wasn't like he really struggled the whole day. It was just when he got hit, he got hit hard. Um, and that ultimately, you know, kind of screwed the pooch for the Cubs today. Because uh, they were in this game. They they had an early lead. 
Uh, a quick one nothing lead off the Patty Wise nuke, and then they come back, two men on with uh, Davies at third and Ortega at second. Ian Hat comes through, single. Looked like it was a two-run single, and then he like slipped or whatever, rounding yeah. first, and gets tagged out before Ortega, before Ortega can touch the plate, so the run doesn't count, so they only get one out of that, which that alone is a huge misplay in my opinion. And then you add on top of it, then that they just don't do anything the rest of the day offensively and the long ball just killed them. And again, it's, it's a perfect day. I mean, you saw wisdom's home run. You saw all the other ones that happened. Like they were not many of them. The ones that weren't cheap shots, you knew were like, Oh yeah, that Mm -hmm. thing's gone. But then even the ones that were cheap shots, they got into the basket because like you said, it's one of those days at Wrigley. It's a Friday in August when it's 87 degrees out. The wind's blowing out at Wrigley. Like, you put a ball into that jet stream, and it's going. And that's exactly what happened. Unfortunately, you know, in a couple instances today for the Royals, they get a couple out, and not a whole lot there that the Cubs can do. But, Joe, I want to I get your thoughts. Because, again, you were you played uh, baseball in college. I did not. I actually never played baseball. Fun fact. But in, in an instance like that with the base running, just as a manager, as a teammate, as just somebody in the organization, how pissed off? Does that make you not necessarily like at Ian Happ, but just as like a holy shit, we can't catch a break. Right. And I think that's the best way to describe it, because realistically, Happ is trying to do the right thing by going out there, getting an aggressive turn, because if that throw goes home over the cutoff, man, he's standing on second base. Just so happens that he slips, ball hits the cutoff man perfectly, and the cutoff man is two steps away from him. So it's exactly like what you said. It's just like we can't catch a break. Like, just one time. Like, he was trying to do the right thing. Footing got caught underneath him. And they didn't score a run because of it. And Ortega, I don't want to – like, you could see he's he's slowed up a little bit. But if you're – like, you could say he's probably should be watching the ball a little bit. But at the same time, you're not supposed to watch the ball while you run. Because it's just, it's just a tough situation. Because if he's, you know, sprinting all the way through, he probably makes it. But – it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Exactly. It's just it, it's just unfortunate the way that happened. And, again, I mean, that's just kind of going to be the definition, really, of the Cubs season for the rest of the year is when things go wrong, they're going to go really wrong. And when things magically do go right, like the last two days when they won baseball games, you can talk mm-hmm. about it and be excited about it and hopefully find something positive. And, and even from today's game, I think really the only – positives I can draw from it is wisdom is just having an insane season in terms of power. I think Mm -hmm. what less than 250 plate appearances and he almost has 20 home runs already. I mean, that's unheard of numbers in, in the MLB. I mean, it's funny. I was, I I was, you know, while I was watching, they're showing his numbers, you know, during his at bat. And I'm like, man, I see 18 homers. Like man, it'd be sweet if he got the 20 next pitch. It just snooks one. And I'm like, well, I think he's got a good chance. Yeah. I mean, I mean, his, yeah, his batting average has dropped substantially to like he he's hitting around two fifty. Yeah, but that slugging is at like five seventy. Yeah, you know he's I been mean, able to. So that gives you some some confidence going forward. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I mean, you nailed it perfectly. I mean, two fifty three is where his average currently sits, but that eight fifty two OPS, thanks to the to the slugging, really carrying that, uh, has been nice. I mean, it, isn't it ironic that? In today's game, there were one, two, three, five Cubs that appeared in today's game that had an OPS greater than 850. When was the last time we could say that about this lineup in the last three years? And I know, <laughs> I know, some of these guys have a small sample size, but like 
Ortega's played enough games now where like I'm impressed by his o- I think his his OPS is very impressive right now. Mm-hmm. He's hitting he's in right around I think it's like 874 did I read that? Yeah, 874. But Schwindel's at 947 again just because of the terror that he went on with all the extra base hits. Wisdom's at 852. Hermosillo again super early but he's at a 952 thanks to the slugging with the home run. Um and then Chirinos, who has has played enough in my opinion to this point. Uh, his average is 278, but his his OPS is a 974. So, I mean, it's weird, right? It's like, ah, it's a lost season. They suck. But, like, it's cool seeing some of these guys have this individual mm-hmm. success. And and to your point, I think Patrick Wisdom is one. I really think he has an outside chance at 25. I really do. Like, I, if he gets, like, consistent, like, everyday playing time, mm-hmm. like he should down the stretch here, I, I don't see why he can't hit 25. Right. And who knows? If he gets hot in September, maybe he, like, starts sniffing 30. So, so yeah, he's at 19. There's probably about, what, 10, 30, 40 games left? About 30, about 40. 30 35 games, yeah. <sighs> Why not? I'll root for it. Yeah, that's I'm, the same I'm, thing with happening. If Hap somehow got that number to 20, I think he's at 14. So I'm if he can somehow get that number to 20, I mean, you'd be feeling a little bit more confident. Oh, 100%. It would like be nice. Said, every- wisdom, I mean, Wisdom should play every day. Hap should play every day. Mm-hmm. That, those are like the guys you're like, all right, those guys are in the lineup every single day. And then Horner, when he comes back, you know, maybe not as like a, he's in the lineup every day just so we can see what we got. You're putting him in there because, you know, you just want him to get more playing time because he's still young and hasn't really played a full major league season yet. So, Right. Nope, I, I totally agree with you. And, and to your point about both of those guys getting their numbers up, they are going to play every day. There's 38 games left in the season. Um Two of those games will be seven innings because they play a doubleheader with the Cardinals uh, later in September. But otherwise, to your point, so there's about you know 38 games left where Wisdom can can do some damage and maybe get that personal number up to – again, I would love to see him get to 25. I think that would be an incredible story mm-hmm. given that he really didn't come up until, what, the middle of May? And, yeah, And wasn't even playing every day at that point because the Cubs were still competitive and, you know – they actually look like a real baseball team and not a, a, a farm system team. But, you know, he's still putting up incredible numbers in very limited plate appearances, and I think it's it's absolutely worth celebrating. Um, and, again, he's on a very financially, you know, he'll be with the team next year. I, I don't yeah. see why he's not, even if he is a bench guy. I think he can start next year, even, you know, even if they add some pieces. I, I really don't think there's a lot of guys in, at third base, just in the system in general, that are ready to come up. Yeah, there's two um, spots. I mean, even if it's they want to get somebody else in at third base, you put them over at first. I personally right. like to see him stay at third. We talked about that on Wednesday, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, he's got great arm, good glove for third base. Like, he's a guy mm-hmm. that, like, it's not like you're you're like, oh, his bat's great. We can just got hide him at first. It's like, no, no, no. He's a good defender. Like, he's actually oh, yeah. a very good defender. That keeps him on the um, team regardless. Yeah, I agree. I think his arm and his glove alone should keep him on the roster. And Again, you add in the oh, I don't know why it got so dark there for me. It's a little lighting issues here. Sorry about that. But um, like it, it's really weird just like the season he's having, right? Because it's like so mm-hmm. few plate appearances. Like he's an older guy, but like he might have just saved his career with this year. Like he might be a guy that now, you know, even if it is only for a couple of years, maybe he feels like a David Bodie-esque role on this team of hey, I can play a couple different spots. I'm a good bat off the bench. And when you, when I play, there's a chance that I'm going to go yard and hit nukes. And he's still in 250. I mean, I'll take 250 out of a guy oh, like yeah. Patrick Wisdom, especially if he's going to slug the way he's slugging. Right. You know what I mean, like I'll, I'll take no brainer. Yeah, I'll take 250 and 35 home runs across a, a full, you know, 100 
in let's call it 140 games maybe that he plays if he plays a full season with the Cubs. I'll take that. I'll take that mm-hmm. every day of the week. I'll sign up uh, wherever I can find that. But I also like your point about half. Um, again, he gets a big base hit today that drives in a run. All things considered, it should have been two runs, but mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Uh, some of these guys, again, that literally the fun of the season for us at the major league level is who who's going to be here next year and are these guys going to have a major league job next year because a lot of these guys are just competing for that next contract. So um, that'll, that'll certainly be interesting to see. Um, let's see what else pitching again. We touched on Davies. The pen wasn't much better. It was the, the C, no. I call it the C squad today right. outside of maybe brothers. He's kind of a B squad guy, but, um, he was, and he was the best pitcher for the Cubs today, ironically, which is just, if, if there isn't something that defines the 2021 Cubs season like that, that's just all you need to know. When Rex brothers is your best pitcher out, out of the, out in general, you know, starters or relievers, um, that's just kind of a sign of the times, but Joe, yeah, you and I talked about it very briefly before we got on. Not a lot of good things to talk about today. Um, oh, worth mentioning, I do want to say to anybody that is listening live, there's there's a couple of you guys here. Um, make sure you tune into the uh, Tennessee Smokies tonight. Yeah, definitely. I know I'll be watching. Brennan Davis, Morel, yep. Yep. and Caleb Killian is pitching. Killian is pitching. I'm, I'm actually really much looking forward to that. I am pissed that I'm not going to be able to watch. I will be on the microphone over at St. Xavier University calling a men's soccer game, but um, – I, I I'm actually recording it. Like I'm gonna watch it when I right. get home. Right. Uh, I mean, you're you're really big on Killian. I am big on Killian. I I, I might mm-hmm. be the biggest Killian stan of the Cubs on Tap group, and and I might continue to ride that train, especially mm-hmm. if he has a really good rest of the season. Now, um, obviously he struggled a little bit when he first came to Tennessee, but if you look at his numbers from high A ball and double A ball when he was out west, still as a part of the Giants before the trade. Those numbers are stupid good. Like that's video yep. game numbers. He was, he, I mean, when you when you debut in Double A, and you make like thirteen starts at Double A for whatever San Francisco's Double A team is, he had like a two fifty ERA. Nice, and like two complete games, a shutout. His his K to walk ratio is stupid. If I remember correctly, I want to say at the Double A level, it's sixty four to eight. Is his <laughs> K to walks like eight to one? Huh. Literally video game numbers. Yeah. Like it, it's that's, like, that's like Hendrix if he had more strikeouts. Yes, <laughs> literally. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's a guy I'm excited about. I really think oh, yeah. Killian is a guy that if he continues to pitch really well, especially a double A, because double A is really like what they that's consider your jumping, the big yeah, test. That, yeah. That's your jump pad right there. Yeah. So like if he continues to do what he's done at double A this year. I think he starts the season next year in AAA, and I think we see him at some point in 2022. I really do. I think spring tra- – I mean, just thinking about spring training next year, you're, you're going to see a ton of – like, you're going to see these guys. We'll see Brennan oh, Davis. Yeah. You'll see Killian. Regard- a lot of those guys, Morel, you see all these guys, especially all the guys in AA, you'll see them in spring training. I mean, that's just standard. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's more or less a little bit of a tryout. And we'll get to watch them on TV for, you know, you know, we're just finally starting to get to be able to watch them regularly on TV. Right. So we'll have a nice little, you know, 30 days of getting to watch them take at bats. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the, uh, the Cubs on tap crew might be investing in um, MILB TV next year. Um, yeah. We're going to have a lot of prospect talk to talk about, even if the Cubs are somewhat competitive in the NL central and maybe they sign a couple guys in the winter and, it's a different looking squad, and at least they're like at least hovering around 500. Like they'll be a little more fun to talk about than they are right now. But again, a lot of people are going to have their sights 
on you know 2023 and beyond with these kids, Preciado, um, you know Casey, um, the re-ranking. Anybody that's a prospect right. nerd, um, MLB.com just re-ranked uh, all the top 30s for each team as well as their top 100. Brendan Davis moving all the way up to 14 now, uh, so he's a top 15 prospect in all of baseball. Um, Braylon Marquez, unfortunately, dropping way down to like 95, I believe yeah. is what it was. And then Amaya totally dropping out of the top 100. He was at, there at one point. Obviously, injuries is, is certainly hurting his stock, um, at least around the league. I think the Cubs are still very high on Amaya and mm-hmm. aren't really worried. But when you're hurting, you lose the entire year of development in 2020. It, it, it's very easy mm-hmm. to, to, to be like, ah, crap. Well, we expected him to be ready by now, and he's not because he's hurt. So. Um, unfortunately, that's that's kind of a downer uh, for the Cubs. But my 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 word was uh, my point, I guess, <clears throat> being excuse me. Don't worry about the Cubs' loss today. Push it aside. And if you are home tonight, you got nothing else better to watch. Go tune in into the Smokies again. Joe's going to be watching. Maybe Joe will be yep. tweeting about it a little bit. Follow Joe at Joe Maris on Twitter, and you guys can talk about it. And I'll be pissed because then I got to mm-hmm. rewatch it later, and I want to watch it live with everybody else. But. Uh, I'll be I'll be catching that Kelly and start later on in the day. But Joe, any final thoughts on the game today? Because you and I have something that we're both very excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. We've each written about this player that's going to start for the Cubs tomorrow, and I, I think everybody knows who it is at this point. But do you mm-hmm. have any any final thoughts uh, on today's loss? Nope, nothing at all. I'm ready nothing to move on. I love it. I think that's how we're going to feel too. I'm moving on because that man did not get a hit today. Ortega was over four. Uh, he did get on base though, and, and he should have scored a run. So. Yeah, uh, the legend of Roth you know, continues, and my jersey purchase is still makes me validated. Sad. It is validated, and I'm I'm very excited about it. But Joe, as we mentioned, <clears throat> we're gonna do a little more in terms of diving into tomorrow's game, ladies and gentlemen, because mm-hmm. a we won't probably be around for a podcast unless one of the Cubs on Tap members does does kind of an impromptu solo show or something like that. But again, normally we don't do Saturday shows, which in this case is kind of a downer because. At 120 on August 21st, which is Saturday at beautiful Wrigley Field, when the Kansas City Royals and the Chicago Cubs play, Keegan Thompson takes the mound for his first start since April. Uh, for those that are probably like, well, isn't this his first start? No, he did technically start one of the doubleheader games against the Dodgers way back in April when they swept mm-hmm. them, uh, which feels like a freaking lifetime ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, I was at the I was at the first game that day. Oh, there you it was go. Like forever ago. Yeah. Really, I mean, it's crazy how it literally feels like. It feels like a different season. Like <laughs> that's yeah, literally it really what it is. feels like. I mean, that was when everybody's all hyped. You know, Cody was getting ready to eat an entire jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. Like, Ugh. it was a different. It was a different era in Cubs on Tap. It was a different era in Cubs baseball in general. Is what it feels like. Um, but unfortunately, uh, we're talking about what we're talking about now. But again, excited for tomorrow. Keegan Thompson taking on Chris Bubik. Uh, for the Royals, the left-hander for the Royals is three and six on the year, five hundred nine ERA and seventy-three Ks. As for Keegan, he's three and two on the season. He has, you know, earned some wins and losses out of the pen. Uh, two twenty-one ERA—that's a very nice number—and uh, forty-three strikeouts for the young right-hander. Usual suspects, if you're watching and listening in each of these markets: KCSP six ten and Valley Sports Kansas City. If you are out in KC. And if you are in Chicago, 670 to score WRTO 1200 and Marquee Sports Network are where you will find tomorrow's game. But, Joe, let's talk a little bit about Keegan Thompson's start and kind of just what's been going on. So you and I both wrote about it. Um, I wrote an article just talking about how good he had been, how we'll probably see him sooner than later. 
and bada bing bada boom one thing led to another we talked a little bit about it we're like ah he probably goes one you know one or two more starts down Mm -hmm. in iowa and then he comes up nope they bring him up way sooner than any of us expected right Uh, and then you just caught that news today and and you actually shared so i'm going to recommend everybody that's listening to read joe's article over at www.ontapsportsnet.com kind of of a like a what you're looking for tomorrow so do you want to share some of those thoughts about what you're looking for in tomorrow's game with keegan thompson Right. So I think, first off, the most important thing to understand here is he's not going to go deep in the game. He, it's, he has yet eclipsed 70 pitches. The, he threw 61 in his last start with Iowa, which was four and a third innings. And he didn't allow any base any base runner. Seven Ks, no walks, no hits. So they plug, they like 61 pitches, you're done. So expect something similar. I'd be surprised if he eclipsed 75, but he'll probably near it, depending on how the game is. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna look to get him out. They're not gonna wait around. They're gonna go get him out. It's not gonna be the same thing with Justin Steele because Justin Steele had a little bit more time to work himself up. And Thompson will get there. It's just it's happening in Iowa. It's gonna happen in uh, in Chicago a little bit more. I think that had a little bit to do with the fact that Arietta got released, Alzali's gone, or on the IL. <clears throat> so I think that maybe. Rob Thompson of one to two more starts in Iowa, but regardless, I'm excited. I mean, the one thing I when looking at it, I, I was looking at his his one start and trying to find figure out his pitch percentage, his velocity, his his fastball percentage, and the his one start was like 21, 22 percent compared to 44 percent, which is like a season average. Mm-hmm. So he threw it like 50 percent less of the time, which is crazy, and that he replaced him with cutters. And he, he, he pitched pretty well at that. I don't think he gave up any runs. He didn't pay. I think he only went three and a third maybe. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. So I'm kind of curious to see whether or not that's maybe his more of his starting pitcher. Like, you know, his, his mentality is to, to attack with that cutter more often than that fastball. But he's got a good fastball. His in the, while he was in the uh, major leagues, his fastball average was just under 95. But in Iowa, according to some tweets from uh, the Cubs, the Iowa Cubs commentator Alex Cohen, he was sitting 94 to 96 and touching 97. So I'm thinking, watching that radar gun, we're going to see some 97s, which I am pumped to see. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, man. And, and yeah, just bringing up that uh, those numbers for you, I, I, I said April. Um, that was incorrect. It was May, but nonetheless, a, um, I thought it was April too. It was it was May fourth. I mean, it was okay. literally like it might as well have been freaking April. And Chicago, May and April are practically the same month. But <laughs> nonetheless, like you said, he went three and two thirds in that outing, gave up two hits, walked two, but also struck out two. So overall, very good, very good day. Didn't allow any runs. Um, you know, clean sheet for him. I mean, he actually didn't allow his first run until May thirty first, which mm-hmm. uh, quick math, almost his tenth appearance. Um, it was, it actually was his 10th appearance. Holy shit. Look at, look at me quick math. Um, nonetheless. So, I mean, he's been very good this year and, mm-hmm. and, and like you mentioned as well, um, in your article, like this isn't the first time that he's going to be going more than an inning at the big league level where, you know, we had that concern with Justin Steele when he initially came up was, Hey, you know, you haven't, you haven't really pitched more than an inning here or an inning there. Maybe you went a little over an inning, but like, most of the time he was under two innings and that's why it was really important to get him stretched out. Keegan Thompson was regularly doing like three innings of work out of the right. pen, two and a third, three, like 
he was a little further along and maybe that's why they felt more comfortable bringing him up a little sooner because he was already a little more stretched out than Steele was just by the way he was being used out of the pen with mm-hmm. the Cubs. So maybe that's a part of it too. But I agree, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I agree with you. I think, I think maybe the approach for him is, you know, because guys can sit back on the fastball a little more at the big league level, that that cutter is important to him because it allows him to, you know, get a little more movement, you know, fool the hitters a little more. Uh, maybe sets up that fastball even more as well because then they start looking cutter, 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 and then you come hit them with a four seam right down the right mm-hmm. down the pipe on the inside corner or something, and you get that cold strike. So um, I would like to see a ninety seven as well. Heat is uh, cool and tough, as we like to say here at Ontario. Oh, yeah. So if he's bringing the heat tomorrow, um, I'll be pumped. I unfortunately will not be able to watch the game either. Um, I'll be watching a uh, two of the. Uh, I'll be at the 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 grown Cubs version of uh sports in chicago which is the chicago bears i'll be at the bears tomorrow i'll be watching fields take on mitch trubisky uh which i'm very excited for but i will be keeping up uh with keegan and, and i'm sure all the cubs on tap guys will be as well so be sure you're tuning in with us but yeah man i i, I love everything you said your article was fantastic by the way um it really hit on a lot of good things it's just like hey these are the these are the reasons i think you and you said it in your article like these are the reasons that Cubs fans should get excited for the rest of 2021. Is It is the Justin Steele starts. It's the Keegan Thompson starts because this is a glimpse into the future. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to be coming up here in the next year or two that are competing for roster for rotation spots. So for guys like Thompson and Steele right now, this is their opportunity to kind of grab the bull by the horns and say, hey, I, I belong in this rotation. I don't give a shit who you sign. I don't care who's coming up from the minors. This is mine. And they can really do that here in 2021. I think Justin Steele's done a good job with it so mm-hmm. far. Um, I think he's really shown that, hey, he, he's got the ability to be, I would say, worst case scenario, like a four, mm-hmm. you know, in, in most big league rotations. You know, let's see what Keegan does. Let's see what we get out of Keegan Thompson. And then in addition to that, you know, because these guys are going to be competing against guys that we've talked about at length here. They're going to be competing against the Ryan Jensen's of the world who just got promoted to double A from high A ball South Bend the other day. Cause he's been absolutely dynamite in South Bend. Um, so he's now in Tennessee. You got Killian who could be pushing for a roster spot next season. Jordan mm-hmm. Wicks who, you know, finally started throwing and was the Cubs first round pick this year, already the sixth ranked prospect in the Cubs system, which makes him the second highest ranked pitcher in the Cubs system. Now um, only trailing Marquez, as we mentioned earlier, you know, does he push for a roster? There's, do the Cubs go sign a guy like a Marcus Stroman or a John Gray or, you know, like what if there are so many what ifs that these are very important starts for Keegan Thompson and Justin Seals. So that alone is worth getting your popcorn ready, maybe getting out to the ballpark and, and catching a game where one of these two guys is on the mound. Um, I don't know how it's going to shape up, but I'm hoping, hoping right. for the, the game that I have tickets to next which is in September that one of these two guys is starting because <laughs> yeah, like sure. just again, that gets you more hype for it. Granted, I'll oh, also definitely. be there. I will be there for the uh, KB returns to Wrigley series. Oh. Uh, I'll be there for that Saturday game when they play the giants. That sounds nice. Yeah, it'll be good. I, um, long story short, not to deviate too much for those that are listening about the Cubs, obviously with us talk here, but, um, my buddy and I, we've talked about doing this for years. He's a big Sox fan. I'm obviously a big Cubs fan. Uh, we finally found it. There is one Saturday, for the whole season, we looked at this in like April. There was one Saturday for the whole season where the Cubs played a day game at 120 and the Sox played a night game at home. And it happens on September 11th. So we're going Cubs-Giants earlier in the day. Get to see KB return to Wrigley. And then 
in the evening. Hop we'll on see, the red line. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see the Boston Red Sox on the south side then uh, against the White oh, that's Sox. Nice so that'll be yeah, it's gonna be a couple good matches. You know? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be good, but um, hopefully, uh, just you know, tying it all back together. Um, I really hope Keegan or or, uh, or Justin are on the mound that day because these two are they're gonna be fun to watch, mm-hmm. and that alone is is worth people tuning in. Uh, but I'm I'm tired of hearing my own voice, Joe. Do you have <laughs> any other thoughts about tomorrow's game outside of Keegan Thompson? And do you have a fly the W player before we go ahead and start to wrap this thing up? That's it. Just my final thoughts on Keegan Thompson here is. Watch his like poise is like on the mound. You see, we saw it in his twenty-some appearances out of the bullpen. The dude is just up there, and he you know, he commands that mound, which is just awesome to see at a young age. He hasn't had a ton of major, but he's on the mound. That's his, and that's just awesome to see because you believe in him regardless mm-hmm. of what's happening. He has to, he succeeded this year. There's no question of whatever he does the rest of the season. He has succeeded this year, so. It's nice to see just the way he commands himself on the mound and the game. So, I'd say make really keep an eye on that. Just the how confident he is. He's. Just, I think I mentioned this when he talked about Justin Steele one time. They just they got a little bit of Southern anger in them. You know, just give me the damn ball. We'll get shit done and just go. You know, and I I, I think it's just it's just awesome. So I, I am looking forward to seeing him on the mound. That is my favorite like descriptive term that you've ever used joe is that <laughs> the southern anger just cracks me up every time you use it and it's not even be, and it's not even because it's a bad thing it's just it, it's comical because like people understand where that's coming from but i agree mm-hmm. with you and like him and steel that is i think what was most impressive when they were coming out of the pen this year is like you said just the way to command them out for being as young as they are and losing the 2020 season because of covid and, and all these other terrible things like they've persevered and been very impressive this year. Like coming out of the pen, I mean, sure, Steele's ERA is now over three, and that's because he's given up some runs as a starter. But, I mean, he was coming into the, to his first start with a 203 ERA out of the pen, I believe. Mm-hmm. And now T- and Keegan's coming in now with a 221. I mean, these guys were dynamite out of the pen for the Cubs, and, and they did show a lot of that poise and that, that kind of that moxie that you want out of a starter, that, you know, that presence on the mound. Um, and like you said, man, I'm excited to see number 71. Uh, I'm assuming he. I'm assuming they're keeping the same numbers that they wore uh, before. Obviously, Steele returned and, and still wore 35. I would imagine Thompson will wear 71 again. It's a cool looking number for a baseball player. Um, and I'm I'm excited 66. to watch him. Six, 66, baby, the legend of Rafael Ortega. Uh, is your fly the W player Keegan Thompson? Out of curiosity, why the hell, why the hell not? I, I'm why just like I, he's going to be the one who I have my eyes on the most tomorrow. So. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm just uh, tomorrow for Cubs fans. It's it's all on how does Keegan do? Uh, if they win, awesome. If they don't, did Keegan have a good start? That's that's the question that we'll be asking, and and hopefully that we'll be talking a little bit about on Sunday uh, when the Cubs on Tap crew does return. Um, as much as I would also like to pick Keegan, I like to differentiate things and allow people to have their own and say, hey, I nailed that fly the W pick. I'm going to go ahead and take my boy Rafael Ortega. I think he needs to get on the hype train. Maybe it's going to be warm at Wrigley tomorrow. Wind's going to be blowing out. Maybe puts one in the bleachers. He's going to have to start showing. So Bubik is a lefty, so he starts showing something against the lefty. He hasn't go. really had too much success. So. We'll, give him, we'll give him the Jock Peterson treatment. We need to see something yeah. against the lefty. So I'm going to go ahead and take Rafael. But Frank Schwindel might not be a bad uh, – a bad secondary pick because if he gets back on the uh, the legendary Frank Schwindel train and has a double and maybe a home run tomorrow, I'll be I'll be happy because he's on my fantasy team. So 
Um, that shows you where I'm at. I have a really banged up roster right now. COVID is, and just this season alone has kicked my roster's ass in terms of injuries. But nonetheless, uh, I don't want to get us too far off topic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for those that joined and are still listening live or listening via podcast, we thank you for joining us today here at Cubs on Tap with myself and Joe. Want to remind you, Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. You can go ahead and check out all of our great work over at www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media. That is uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. We're there. Uh, you can also find our pod-specific account. That is at Cubbies, C-U-B-B-I-E-S, on tap, uh, both Twitter and Instagram for that. I am at Loose on Tap on Twitter. Joe is at Joe Maris on Twitter. And you can follow all of our other great contributors here at Cubs on Tap, at Juice on Tap, at Cody on Tap, at Marty the Ball, at The Riot 326, and so many more that contribute to Cubs for on tap sports now. Also, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks. All three of those teams ramping up. Bulls released their schedule today. We know who they're going to be playing in 2021-22. Blackhawks are starting to ramp things up. All the newest players got their official jersey numbers. Uh, and the Bears, obviously, Justin Fields versus Trubisky tomorrow is going to be a big headline. So be sure to tune in with our Bears on tap, Four Feathers, and Bulls on tap crews um, as their seasons approach. And, yes, Cubs fans, we all have at least one friend that's a White Sox fan. You bring them to us as well because the Sox on tap guys do a great job covering the Southsiders. So, once again, you can find us www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Joe, this was a good one. Unfortunately, not a great game to talk about, but a lot of hype and a lot of excitement for tomorrow's game with Keegan Thompson going to be on the mound. Like I said, we here at Cubs on Tap will be back for sure on Sunday. Uh, you might hear from a few of the guys throughout the day tomorrow, uh, especially if Keegan has a good start, perhaps a Twitter Live, uh, just a video, some thoughts, whatever. But make sure you're following along with everybody here at Cubs on Tap um, as that happens. And like I said, we'll be back on Sunday. Hopefully talking about a Cubs series win. I mean, kind of happened last time. They lose game one to the Reds and they win two out of three. Maybe we'll speak it into existence a little bit here. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll wrap this thing up. Joe, always a pleasure, my friend. And what yep. do you say? We get out of here the only way we know how? Let's do it. Let's go Cubs. Let's go Cubs. Let's go Cubs.